Today's episode of The Doctor's Companion is brought to you by InStockTrades.com, DCBService.com, and Summit City Comic Con. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. This is episode 54. I'm Scott Corelli, and with me, of course, Matt Smith. Hello. Yes, I'm Matt Smith, but not that Matt Smith. How are you guys mm-hmm. doing? What's going on? Yes, 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 yes. Um, so today we're going to be discussing the second half of the uh, Matthew Graham written two-parter, uh, this being The Almost People, uh, last week's episode, of course, being The Rebel Flesh. Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about that in just a second. Uh, just a reminder, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen The Almost People because you're in America and you're watching it on BBC America, um, you probably don't want to listen to this because obviously we're going to spoil it and you probably don't want to be spoiled. Um, so don't listen to this unless you've seen the episode. We'll get some some non-spoiler thoughts out of the way ahead of time, but like before we get into real spoilers, but, uh, yeah, don't, don't listen. Don't listen. Yeah, yeah. Listen later. Listen later. We'll still be here. We'll take care right. of you. It is a podcast, so yeah. you can listen to it whenever you want. The day's <laughs> the day's not done yet. You can still play outside a little bit before you have to come in. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about that in just a second. But before we do, I want to remind everybody that we're from the website geekshowentertainment.com where we like geeky stuff, and occasionally we talk about geeky stuff like Doctor Who on podcasts like this one. Geek Show Entertainment is a podcast network that has new episodes released every week for shows that include The Doctor's Companion, as well as Have You Met Ted, Queen Witch, A Couple of Geeks, Movie Night at Geek Show, Geek Show Soundcheck, Super Geeks, and The Geek Show with Scott and Matt, which will be premiering this fall, and uh, will be the new flagship podcast of geekshowentertainment.com and you can listen to all those podcasts by streaming them on the website or subscribing to the shows on iTunes also you can go to the website and join our community by commenting on episodes or articles that we regularly post on the site and if you've listened to any of our shows and you like what you hear, or even if you don't, help us up by leaving an iTunes review. iTunes reviews are the best way for people to find our shows and decide if they might be worth listening to. You can also let us know how we're doing with comments, concerns, or suggestions by emailing the show at tdc at geekshow.us. That's tdc as in the doctor's companion at geekshow.us. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and uh, uh, discuss our non-spoilery overall thoughts on the almost people before we hop into spoilers matt what did you think of the episode um well it was better than last week that's for yes. sure um yes. um it was it was still shaky uh last week um I, I i actually did something really interesting where i actually watched the rebel flesh and the almost people after watching the almost people on the same day uh, my friends hadn't seen it so i so i watched it with them um and and i think that uh, the Rebel Flesh actually got better after the Almost People. Like it, it really did. And not in a after the Almost People, I was like, oh well, the Rebel Flesh was actually really good. Like in a, there's a lot in the Rebel Flesh that's actually a little Easter eggy, and it makes it makes it a little bit more coherent. Uh, that said, um, I think that the things that made the Rebel Flesh really good 
are strengthened here, and the things that made the rebel flesh weak uh, persisted a little bit. Like, it got more. Like, so instead of, you know, like, kind of mellowing out, it kind of went towards the towards the fringes a little bit, um, towards either side of the spectrum. Uh, so, so, but I think that it really strengthened the, um, the, the other stuff in and you know it was it was a proper Doctor Who story um, as opposed to last week's, which wasn't. Um, and I really liked it. And uh, the cliffhanger was good. Like it was really really good. Um, so I, I wouldn't say that it was a total loss, but it was definitely a story that needed to be told. And it was in the end, it was fun and good. It was it just had some really weird choices that I don't think um, they quite hammered out well enough. But we'll talk about that in spoilers. Uh, Scott, what about you? Um, I think after seeing the two-parter, I feel like this could have easily been a single episode. I don't mm-hmm. think that there was any need for it to be a two-parter, mm-hmm. um, ultimately. But this is the superior uh, story of the two, I think. Right. Um, it's obviously, I mean, you know, it's it's the the second and third act um, of the story, so it's it's got a lot more story to tell, um, and so it's it's more action-packed and it's. It's not so much set up anymore, mm-hmm. um, but you know that the same could be said uh, about uh, you know Cold Blood um, as opposed to the Hungry Earth. I mean, Cold Blood was vastly superior to the Hungry Earth, um, and it's the same same instance here, which is sort of the two parter that I easily compare this to. Right, um, there's a lot of similarities. Right. The I mean the only the only thing you know, and I'm not going to say specifically what, but the linkage to the overall story of of the season was interesting um, Mm -hmm. and, and unexpected, but uh, so like, I, I mean, I, you know, like I kind of, I understand why it's purpose, um, but I, eh, I think I had a similar reaction. I think that I, I I still think that I agree that it didn't need to be a two parter, but I think it actually would have worked better if it was like a big old, like maybe 65 minute special, you know, because Mm -hmm. I think that if you did this in 45 minutes, it would be way too crammed and rushed. Um, And it did need a little bit of that room to breathe, but I don't think it needed quite this much room. I think that if you made this basically an episode and a half, uh, it would have been a bit stronger because it just I don't I don't think it really justified its two part nature, but it did justify mm-hmm. I think it did in a way justify um like a like a supersized mega sixty minute episode. Um mm-hmm. it's just sad I mean, that we had to waste one of the episodes on this being a two parter. Right. And I mean you can tell it's padded because for all intents and purposes, the almost people ends with about ten minutes left in the episode. Yeah. All clean up. Yeah, and then it's all cleanup for the rest of the t- like the rest of the episode. So it's a- it's already padded. I mean, mm-hmm. you can you can obviously tell that it's padded, mm-hmm. and um, it's very classic Who in the way that it's 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 still very run aroundy. There's certain tangents that mm-hmm. don't really accomplish much. Um, it's not like as padded as something like a John Pertwee story, which will be like you know the Doctor and Joe captured like eight times in the same span of ten minutes, but. It's it's still very 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 padded when it didn't mm-hmm. really you know it it's it you can't do something this padded in modern who it just doesn't work as well mm-hmm. and and there there are segments of the uh, uh, the climax of the episode that I'm really not fond of and I feel like came out of nowhere and were kind of dumb <laughs> um, oh but, yes yeah okay <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> that we me. agree about that oh it was uh, even worse the second time let me tell you it okay, was like cause, that because like I'm I'm just gonna say it involves CGI and it was even worse the second time oh god it was just it was so dumb yeah um, I hated it I hated it well we'll talk about it in just yeah. a minute okay 
Um, but but <laughs> yeah, okay. It, we're right here. We're right here. Overall, though, the uh, it is superior to the first half because it, it's it's more interesting. And like you said, you know, the first half not a Doctor Who story ultimately, but this mm-hmm. one was. Um, and so um, I, I think that works better. But for those who for those who uh, if you haven't seen it yet, um, Matt Smith killed it more. Like this was really good, good, good Matt Smith. Uh-huh. So like I and like why if you've seen the if you saw the Rebel Flesh you know why. Um, but but yeah, without spoiling too much, like that cliffhanger paid off in spades. Oh like, yeah, in, in spades. And that easily is probably the strongest thing in this story. Absolutely. Like just far and away. Far and away. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Plus, pl- sure. Especially in retrospect of the ending. Definitely. Yeah. Then and then once you do once you get that, and then like in retrospect of that, you're just like, oh god, that was kind of brilliant. Like yeah. that whole storyline was kind of brilliant. Yeah, um, and it's it's just really, 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 really well done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because really uh, you know I was worried that maybe maybe Matthew Graham didn't really know how to write the Doctor, um, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's the case. Obviously. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. He that being said, that being said, okay, like. I would actually really like him to write an episode of Sherlock. I think that would be actually really good. I think he would be really good at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, much Especially better than because. much better than Stephen Thompson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't really argue that, can I? Um, but I do. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think he would he would be really well suited to do a story that's you know heavy on like a very interesting, compelling plot with a with a with a you know a smart guy in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know that would be that seems like it'd be right up his alley. So that'd be really cool. I'd mm-hmm. be definitely interested. Yeah. All right. So um, I mean, I don't I don't really have anything else to say that we can't talk about. Um, yeah you know, without spoilers. So, mm-hmm. um, but before we get into spoilers, I want to remind you that, uh, we're sponsored by InStockTrades.com, And this month at InStockTrades.com, you can purchase our book of the month, X-Men first class by Jeff Parker and Roger Cruz. This has nothing to do with the movie. It's just the title happens to be the same. Um, <laughs> this book is available for only fifteen forty-nine or 38% off the suggested retail price of twenty four ninety nine. And remember all orders over $50 get free shipping. So thanks to InStockTrades.com. com. Also available for the next two days, right? Cause it's uh, June. Right, right. Um, and then next month is our, uh, uh, Green Lantern Secret Origin. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's that's only our book of the month for another couple of days. Um, also, DCBService.com is the site that lets you order all your monthly comic books, statues, action figures, basically anything you can get at your local comic book shop. You can get here. You place your orders three months in advance. And by doing that, you get monthly discount specials of 75% off and then regular discounts on everything um, for a 40% off. Plus, if you pre-order your collected editions, like your trade paperbacks, hardcovers, um, absolute editions, Omnibuy, all that stuff, uh, 50% off those, which is a phenomenal deal. Plus, you can ship as often as you like with orders as large or small as you like, which basically means you can have them ship it weekly as the stuff comes out. You can get your entire monthly shipment in one shipment. Um, it doesn't matter, and it's five ninety five flat rate shipping. It doesn't matter how big or small your order is. Um, so that's that's an awesome deal. So thanks to DCBService.com. I'm sure they'll even do annual shipping for you. You can get a whole year's worth of comics in just one sitting. If you wanted to, yeah. Which, would be, to, which would, would be pretty interesting. If anyone does that, email in. I would like to know. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So let's let's talk about spoilers. So again, if you haven't watched the episode, go ahead and cut out now and come back after you have. <laughs> Unless you want to be spoiled, in which case, all right, have fun. Right. Um, we'll we'll save the cliffhanger to the end, but let's talk about let's 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 talk about Monster Jennifer because like what the hell was that? Okay. Um, well, honestly, like the thing about it that's really interesting to me more than anything is I knew it was coming, and there is no transition from regular Jennifer to Monster Jennifer at all. Like no. you literally, like if you remember in the episode, like she's literally like huddled in a corner, like and then she kind of looks in one direction and then they just cut and then everyone runs around the corner and then there's just monster Jennifer running towards them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the hell that was. Like it was, I, I don't even know. And it was, uh, I don't know. Oh I don't God. Know. It was awful. It was yeah. so awful. Like it was, it was creepy looking. I'll give them that. But like it served no purpose to this episode whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And in, in actuality, it's like, wait, so, those things, those gangers, can become will become are supposed to become that, but you're making them human and let them take over the human lives because the humans are they happen to die like all like the whole last like ten minutes of the actual almost people storyline made no sense to me whatsoever. Mm. See, I didn't read it that way. I read it as like. There was something different about Ganger Jennifer, but what because, was? But what well, was? I don't. Th- well, that's the thing. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know because if you look back to the to the first part, there was that whole thing where like she had a really stretchy arm and she had a really stretchy neck, and so she was kind of you know more malleable than the other people. Well, um, but so did so did the leader chick too? Because remember right, she like right. spun her have, neck around or whatever. I have no defense for that. Um, but like, but that's the thing is is. For some reason, and and this is my only interpretation of it, because not even Monster Jennifer, but Jennifer herself, like they mention in this story, like they go basically, Jennifer, you're kind of in, you've kind of turned into an evil person, and Jennifer's just like, well, no, 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 no. But it's a valid statement because the Jennifer that we kind of got to know in the Rebel Flesh um, was kind of sweet and innocent and not very, you know, confrontational, and I don't know what changed with Ganger Jennifer that made her so vindictive and evil and saying Let's and willing go to, to war. use Rory like that. Oh God! Like and and just when she was practically in love with him in the first half. Like yeah. I don't, I and don't get his it. Hand and yeah. And, Willing to sacrifice another ganger just to just to convince him of something. Like I don't understand why Jennifer. Like it. It almost feels. It, it really doesn't hold up to scrutiny because her character just did not make sense across the board. Like just mm-hmm. across. Like if if Jennifer was really that person from the beginning, I buy that. Fine, I would buy that. But this ganger version of Jennifer, I don't know why she was so different than the others and. Maybe someone can explain that, but I didn't. I didn't see any big difference, you know. Yeah. And it just became inconsistent. And then all of a sudden, Jennifer becomes this evil monster who they're running away from at the end, which is just stakes. Like that was just for stakes, and not even good stakes at that, because it was kind of a huge left turn. And they never really set up that Jennifer could like transmutate. I mean, I guess they said that she could replicate, but why did she suddenly turn into a ganger monster when really all she wanted to be was Jennifer? It's It doesn't hold up, and it's weird, and it's sad and unfortunate that that is easily the weakest part of this story, that the bad guy was not good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and because, because I liked the idea that it was all, like, internal. Like, the whole, the whole Battlestar Galactica thing was, yeah. 
was a better way to look at it, even though it was a Battlestar Galactica thing. But like ending it with Jennifer becoming the true villain of the piece, or Ganger Jennifer anyway, mm-hmm. just not good. Not yeah. not not good. And, and it, it just ma- it made no character sense, and it was just blech. Well, it was weird. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's got to be that way because Doctor Who needs a villain. Like, every Doctor Who story needs a villain in its own way. Um, but it, it's just unfor- – it's just like it, – so that's almost why it happened that way. But I could tell that they were just forcing it on people because, like, if you go back to the beginning of the story when the gangers break into the chapel after the Doctor and everyone gets away, like, Jennifer's, like, goading them all into, like, we have to go to war with these people. And everyone's just and, – and the leader, I think her name was Cle- Cleves or something, um, was just like – give it up. And then all of a sudden she's like, no, it's us or them. And then like, it was, it's almost like she kept goading them, but I didn't understand why she was goading them. Like what did the humans do to this Jennifer? That was so awful. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause really if, if anything, that Jennifer should have been completely colored by the most kind person in that story, which was Rory. And like, I don't understand why. And Rory was easily like the kindest person in this. Like not that the doctor wasn't kind, but the doctor had his own agenda as we know now. Um, Rory was the kindest person and he showed Jennifer the kindness that she that she deserved and and it didn't do anything you know mm-hmm. and it just made Jennifer hate people more which doesn't doesn't make any sense to me um ultimately too I think that this story would have worked better if and I kept holding out hope that that's what it was obviously you know the last 20 minutes of of the almost people made that this um, possibility impossible mm-hmm. uh, but like I think it would have been really cool if they had somehow turned this into like the genesis of the Daleks for um, uh, for uh, I just had them in my head and then I just lost <laughs> um, the species of alien um, uh, the, the Autons the Autons, thank you. Yeah, that yeah. was one of the big. That was one of the big theories floated around after Rebel Flesh, and I wish it was that, but I don't, it doesn't look like it's going to be that. Obviously not. Yeah, which is unfortunate because that would have been the way to go. I think. Oh yeah, Genesis of the Autons would have been a great story. Because I oh, love my God. some Autons. Yeah, I love some Autons. Yeah, that would have been. I think that would have been a great idea, um, mm-hmm. especially like especially having Rory so connected to the storyline anyway. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that would have made a lot more sense. But oh, oh well. God, we've never talked about this. But when I saw the Pandorica opens for the first time, and I was just in that riveted space, and then the the Auton Romans showed down. Spoilers for for the Pandorica opens when the Auton Romans <laughs> sh- shut down, and then they pop back up and their hands flop down. Like I was, I was with my now roommate uh, Jen and my girlfriend Cassandra, and we, <laughs> we were sitting in in Jen's home and in her dad's office. And I I, I swear this is funny. Um, uh, and her dad was kind of sitting there and he wasn't watching with us we were on my laptop because it was the day it came out and oh, and like when the hands flipped down I was like what are they what oh and I literally and I'm gonna step back for this so that it's not too loud I was like oh sh- they're autons oh my god and like I lost my mind and everyone <laughs> kind of jumped and like I don't know man I love the autons they're like probably my favorite like non-Dalek Who villain, you know, like, just, I'd love them. And I would have been so happy if it was, you know, actual Nestines that came from this. But alas, Mm -hmm. it's not. Um, But yeah, so that's my, that's my favorite Auton story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I think, I think that would have been fantastic. Genesis of the Autons. Oh Mm -hmm. my God. That would have been, that, that would have made this story so much better. Yeah. And like, and like in a, in a, a great way in terms of like the first ep- you almost completely get to forgive the first episode at that point because it just becomes something that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like that was all set up for this and that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. I would have mm-hmm. loved that. 
Yeah, but unfortunately, we get monster ganger Jennifer instead. And now, thank God it's not Genesis of the Autons, because then it means that the Autons can do that, and I have no interest in the Autons if they don't look like mannequins. Or yeah. other things. <laughs> they can look like people, too. I think that yeah, was yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like a, like a, you know, evolved Auton. That works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, that's, yeah, that's that, something from Terror of the Autons, but I haven't seen it yet, so I'm not. I don't want to say too much. But Terror oh, of the Autons okay. has some has some crazy stuff in it, but I, I don't want to spoil. So okay, yeah. Um, yeah so uh, you know, I, I think that I think the episode was more interesting and more riveting by far than the than than Rebel Flesh, mm-hmm. um, possibly but, because the Doctor was involved. Right, exactly. But the last, the last, that last ten minutes of the of the almost people storyline was just, yeah, it ugh. was rough. It yeah. was it was a big weird left turn that they didn't really earn. Right, um, exactly. Because like if it was set up, I would be okay with it. Like if it was set up and like and like oh the 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 flesh are going to be something more. They're going to create their own form of life and look like how they want to look. Like if that was something that was set up, I would actually be okay with it. But it was just like a huge we need a monster, like a real proper monster. Let's make a left turn and it didn't work at all. Um mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. But enough about that. Let's talk about something really cool. Let's talk about Matt Smith. Um, yes. And uh, oh my god, like the two doctors working off each other. Oh my god. Oh my god. Brilliant. Oh my god. Like not only that, like when like a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the doctor's wife, we said that that was the best like Matt Smith. He killed it here. Like this was probably his best in the whole season after Doctor's Wife. Like mm-hmm. this was this was excellent. Like oh, he got he he nailed it. Like oh, right from the beginning. Right from the beginning when he was when he was going through his past regenerations and like oh my god. Oh my god. Because like I don't know if you caught those references. Um I cuz I don't think you've seen them, but um you definitely caught the Tom Baker one, I'm sure. The mm-hmm. you Yeah, like no, I I caught I caught the Tom Baker one and the um Pertwee one. And the Pertwee one. Yeah. Well, the thing that he says that's actually really interesting and this this I only mentioned because you haven't seen it yet, but he says um yes, we shall go back. We shall go back. Um, someday or something to that effect, and that's what he basically says to Susan when he leaves her in um, uh, the Dalek invasion of Earth. So like, there's some Hartnell in there too. So like, mm. they go like they went all the way back to like season two of the original show, which is awesome. Um, so I just I just wanted to share that because <laughs> how can we not? Did they do um, all the Doctors or just those three? Just those three. Um, I saw something somewhere where someone said uh, something to the effect of, he said hello like David Tennant said hello, but I've seen Matt Smith act like David Tennant before. That's nothing really special. Uh, right. In the beginning of Vampires of Venice, like I think Cassandra pointed out that he's just basically doing um, David Tennant when he gets out of the TARDIS for the first time and is in Venice, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. But oh man, like... Oh, did he kill this? Um, when they're talking about Cybermats, I died. I fracking died. And I don't know if you caught that, but there was a thing where he's like, he's like, we need to know if you know who you are. Cybermats. What are Cybermats? And that's only interesting because of something that I know. Um, but, oh my god, when he talked about Cybermats, I lost it. It was Yeah, just, see, I didn't know what the deal with that was. But. Yeah, well, <laughs> give it a couple Give it a couple weeks. I'm sure you'll find out, because you have to watch Tomb of the Cybermen soon. Um, oh, that's true. And, yeah, but when he was talking, he was talking about Cybermats. When they switched shoes, which I don't know if you caught when they switched shoes, but um, I didn't. 
Yeah, because I knew that like last week when they when when he took off his shoes, I was like, oh, it's just going to be a thing where it's going to be based on his shoes. When he um, uh, when he has the shoes, uh, when they're ducking back and forth behind the console, I think that's when they switch shoes. Um, so everything after that, like you couldn't you you could know because of who they treated was the real doctor and who they treated as the fake doctor, and um, that was really good. Like, and he did such a good job of being very subtle like this Mm -hmm. is one of those stories that really pays off a second viewing i think because if you know which doctor is which like you can kind of see like the almost trepidation in rebel in flesh doctor um versus real doctor and the the real doctor's kind of like oh like very 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 under the surface horror at being treated like like an inferior creature or whatever um Mm -hmm. and it and like I, so like I'm really interested to see when you go back and watch this because it's definitely rewatchable, especially the first part. Um, to see that because oh man, Matt Smith killed it. Like he killed it and did like two slightly different readings of the same character, which is incredibly difficult. Um, and God, he's so good. He is <laughs> unbelievably good. Yeah, because. When he like when his when his when who we thought was his flesh doppelganger started pushing Rory and acting like a little punk, like I was like, oh man, this is really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like, yeah, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm I'm, I'm hoarding this conversation, but um, th- then I also had this really weird thought where um where they they started treating Flesh Doctor like he was um some sort of abomination and they like they couldn't trust him. They didn't know it was the real doctor. But in that moment I just realized that like if you were in a room with an evil version of the doctor, I would probably crap my pants. <laughs> because <laughs> because I was just sitting there just like, "Oh my god, these guys are screwed." Like if that guy decides to go rogue, like we're screwed. Like just yeah. it, it, it's over. And I, yeah, and it was I, I was, I, I was, I was, I was like legitimately terrified when uh, the gangers woke up. What it was actually the real doctor, um, mm-hmm. but you're watching it thinking it's ganger doctor, and they're like, they're like, uh, they call him doctor, and he says, "Call me John Smith," and I was just like, "Oh no!" Yeah. Oh. Oh, and it was, <laughs> I was and like, it's weird. Oh no! <laughs> and it's weird because like you never see an evil version of the Doctor. Like going going all through the show, like I can't think of a time. I'm sure it's been done. If it hasn't, uh, no one steal this. No one tell anyone about this episode because I'm going to use it for a spec script. Um, but like th- the idea of if an evil Doctor started running around and messing up the universe, like that's just that's terrifying and it's weird because we always see the doctor as this force of good and this good guy and he's like you know fighting the good fight but if he went evil dude we're in trouble like we're in huge huge trouble and Mm -hmm. it's i'd never like i'd never seen the doctor away like the way that a dalek or a cyberman had seen the doctor before and it was legitimately terrifying absolutely oh my god yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. But yeah, that was uh, that. That was so good, and and the idea of like of of setting up the fact that like um, Amy was prejudiced against the the ganger doctor, uh, and then revealing that she's a ganger herself. Mm-hmm. That I loved. That that was. Oh yeah. In re- oh, like that yeah. was the retrospect thing I was talking about earlier, and that's just like that is a brilliant piece of retrospection (laughs) yeah and something that they've been setting up the whole time like like i watched rebel flesh before and like there's a part in the rebel flesh where the doctor literally just turns to amy when they're investigating the bathroom or something and he just goes amy breathe breathe now and she's like what i'm breathing fine 
And like, oh my gosh, did they set that up and pay it off? Like, <laughs> oh man. Um, God damn, it was good. It was really yeah, good. It was, it was good. Really good. I, I then, don't. I don't think the cliffhanger was as strong as they were setting it up to be and talking yeah. it up to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, if if they hadn't talked it up, like it would have been a fine cliffhanger. But because they were talking <laughs> it up, mm-hmm. you know, it was it, oh, weak. it would have been great. Uh, before we talk about that, though, we have to we have to mention this. Um, Amy pulled when when she pulled real doctor aside, thinking that he was flesh doctor, and revealed to him that. Um, that she that he invited her to her to the funeral and that he was there and that was what the invitation was and he, oh oh my god like when he lost his mind at that like I legit like was was scared because I because you think it's his flesh doctor but then you realize it's just him legitimately being like that's what that was and then when he revealed it later when he was just like when he was just like we're not invited to this funeral and then you realize that oh no he knows like yeah oh god I'm so excited for what comes next. I know, I know. Oh man! And like, I'm actually, I'm actually glad that uh, the preview for next week's episode doesn't really reveal much of anything because oh, I, I, I don't really, I don't want any, I don't want to know anything about next oh, week's yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. I know a couple things, and I wish I didn't know them. And what little I know, I'm just like, okay, I'm walking away. I'm walking away. I'm walking away. And I'm not mm-hmm. like, I'm this close to being off the internet till Saturday. Because yeah, oh I my know. god, um, but oh man, I can't wait. Um, but but yeah, so you think we should talk about the cliffhanger? Probably. Yeah. Um, so the cliffhanger. Uh, <laughs> I, I the the fact is, like I you know like I okay. So Amy has been a ganger this entire season. I'm sure we're gonna get an explanation as to like how, when, why that happened. Hmm. Um, but I, it's, it's, I don't know. It's fine, I guess. And like, I'm sure that Moffat's going to make it cool, but like with a little bit of information that I know, like it didn't really do a whole lot for me. Like it gave me enough that I was just like, okay, that's interesting. I want to see what happens next. But like, and, and it was a good explanation as to the positive negative thing. Um, Without even actually explaining it. Like, they never forcefully explain it. They actually ask you to make that leap with them. You know? Like, they never say, this is why you've been pregnant and not pregnant. Like, all of a sudden, you you realize that she's a ganger and she's been, you know, a a shell of a ganger because her consciousness has been inside the body the whole time. Um, But they just ask you to make that leap. And it's that's a ballsy move on their part. um, And strong, because I don't think anyone didn't get it. um, Which Mm -hmm. is great. Mm -hmm. Right. Um... So I, you know, like it's it it's it's fine, but I just I don't know. It I didn't do it mean. didn't do a whole lot for me. Uh-huh. I see what you mean, especially because like I was building up something in my head, um, something that we've talked about off mic, where I was like, okay, this is when this happens, right? And then it and then it turned into this thing about the pregnancy. Um, while that was like a nice left turn, and it did make me go, oh damn, when when is Saturday? Um, mm-hmm. I I I can't say that like. It was like, cause you're right. Like when you finished, you texted me and you were like, well, we've certainly had a better cliffhanger this season. And if you were wondering what the cliffhanger was, uh, all I have to say is little tiny time Lord child. Um, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um, but like, that, I mean, like, my God. And they, t- they specifically called that cliffhanger out and said, that's nothing compared to this. And I'm just like, no, you've been setting this one up the whole season. Like mm-hmm. it just feels like this was this, this is the natural progression of that storyline. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, let that's Definitely. not. I ugh, I don't know. It's not like it's not like you know a little time lord child comes out into an alley and then goes. By the way, not only am I about to regenerate, but I've regenerated before. It's okay, and then regenerates. Like it's not. It's not like yeah. that. Um, yeah. But it, it. I I I completely agree in that it 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 is kind of you know if if Stephen Moffat was talking up this. Clifford. Like, because I understand. Like, apparently in the in the um, in the room read when they were reading this through the first time, uh, apparently a bunch of people, like everyone's jaws hit the floor and went, "Oh!" And I understand why people did that. Like, because I did that. I was like, "Oh snap!" But at the, at the same time, like, if Moffat says that this cliffhanger is better than uh, the one that's coming up for next. Uh, episode, which he has said is <laughs> is the it's going to be a long summer cliffhanger. Um, I am a little concerned. Um, yeah, but, yeah, because this this wasn't that great of a cliffhanger. Like it was, it just... was a prelude. It was a prelude, right? You know? Exactly. If they'd if they'd started a good man goes to, a, a good man goes to war with this as a teaser, it would be a great teaser. Like, and then she starts screaming, and then you smash cut into the credits. Like that would be a great opening um and it's a great ending but at at the same time it it does feel like oh by the way we're about to do this cool thing but it's not Mm -hmm. you know it's not like a proper like oh my god the master has returned and he just left the doctor at the end of the universe uh, that yeah exactly see like like that is a crazy cliffhanger yeah like Like, where you're screaming (sighs) at your tv you know like that little time lord girl regenerating that those are crazy scream at your television cliffhanger moments. Mm-hmm. This, this was not go, one of those. Oh, but it didn't make me go. It like because when you know like all the other like the Davies finale cliffhangers like or even the Moffat so far cliffhangers like just making me go like just screaming at my television like when they lock the Doctor in the Pandorica like mm-hmm. oh man or the do- or the Doctor shooting out the gravity globe and and angels like that that makes me just like want the next part but I can't like this makes me want the next part too but in a way of like okay I'm ready I'm ready let's go let's go not in like a oh my god I need this right now like I need to to go and steal this from the BBC. Like I right. need it right now. And that's that's it's it's a shame that they touted it as a cliffhanger. They should have just said game changer. Cuz game changer I think works more than cliffhanger. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is which is how it Which is, is what they're touting the end of episode 7 as is a game changing ending. So cha- so so switch the word cuz I think they just I maybe it's British people just don't understand the difference between game changing and cliffhanger. Um, yeah, so, maybe. So I think I think from now on we just have to we just have to switch that um, yeah. and we should be okay. Um, but here's but something yeah. interesting. There, there, here's a couple of things interesting to think of. Um, they switched out uh, uh, the pirate episode with the what? What was the episode in the second half? The Gatus one. The Gatus episode, right? So. Mm-hmm. I, I I almost want to play a game while watching the Gatiss episode next um, next half in the in the fall, where the pirate where where the the eye patch lady was supposed to be, <laughs> because yeah. obviously she's not going to be it anymore. Because I mean I'm assuming that that storyline is going to be tied up before that point. Yeah, um, that I that like I suspect that the time, uh, the the not the time lady the the eye patch chick. Um, is the next story like that's what it's going to be? But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, it'll be, I think that's funny. Be something interesting. <laughs> also at. interesting about the eye patch lady is this was something that I didn't realize until I watched the confidential. But she was steadily getting older and older every time. Oh, we I definitely saw her. noticed that. I definitely noticed that, especially because like 
how she looks when she appears at the end when Amy's in the um I I don't even know what it, the the natal coffin um mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to call it the natal coffin um when she was in the natal coffin like she looked very much older than I remember seeing her as mm-hmm. um which is which is interesting I'm curious to see what happens with that um, mm-hmm. and what the deal with that is as far yeah, as yeah. why um, she was getting older mm-hmm. And, and yeah. like not just older, like significantly older, like in in ten year increments. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So we'll see how that is. I'm I'm gonna be interested to see this to look at this story um, at, at the end of the season and just basically switch the Gatus episode with the pirate episode and see if that plays better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just to see just to see how the Gatus one plays um, after after Day of the Moon um, and to see how the uh, the Thompson episode plays. Um, in the second half of the season. I don't know. That'll be interesting. Maybe I'll do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I think I'd rather just remove the Thompson <laughs> episode altogether. Um, <laughs> but that's just me. Uh, oh my god, I have so many thoughts on that episode. I'm so sad I wasn't on this one. Oh my gosh, I'm so sad. Because <laughs> I told we, we talked about it afterwards. I had some yeah. good thoughts. Some yeah. thoughts. Yeah. And no one will hear them ever. So anyway, uh, that's the almost people. I don't. I don't have anything else to say really. Um, um, I liked it. <laughs> I love just Matt Smith, dude. Like that yeah. was great. I want him to be in a multi doctor crossover badly, just to see because he can act off himself. And if he can, act I can't off even. Himself- I can't even imagine the sheer amount of charisma that would be <laughs> going on with. With uh, Tennant and Smith together working off each other, like definitely, I, I like I could I can't even imagine that scene existing. Like, no, I just they almost, I can't. They almost have to go completely five doctors with it and just have them show up in the last five minutes together. Like <laughs> it would because, just be too much to handle. It'll just be oversaturated and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do that because it worked with Pertwee and Troughton because Troughton was like just a bundle of energy and Pertwee was just like, "Yo, bro, chill." Um, <laughs> I say that I say that thinking like I can't has cheeseburger, but um, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, but anyway, uh, you know, next year maybe we'll get we'll get that. Actually, not next year. Two years from now. Two years from now. Oh, two years. Well, oh, next yeah. year's twenty twelve. <laughs> oh yeah. I forget Which what is, year I'm in. Oh, happens. believe me, I know. Which is weird. I totally like, thought I was in June all day today. <laughs> well, we're two days away, so you're close. No, I mean, I thought I was at the end of June. Oh. <laughs> like, I saw the 30th, and I was like, so tomorrow's the first, right? Because I thought I was in June. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know, man. I keep forgetting that I'm in 2011. I just wish I was in 2012, because, like, I'm doing the blog, and the blog is going to end Christmas of 2012, which means that I have to come up with something completely new to do for 2013, which is, oh, yeah, which is a weird thought. Why? Why don't you just take a break, man? (laughs) Well, I'll take a break, but I mean, like, it's Doctor Who's 50th anniversary. I got to do something. Yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll do something for the podcast for sure, for sure. Um, Yeah, yeah, of course. But uh, I don't know, because my literally my blog ends like seven days before 2013. (laughs) <laughs> like seven day, like seven days before 2013, and I'm just like, well, now I have to come up with something to do for that 50th anniversary. Damn, 
<laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll come up but, with something. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're we're also sponsored by Summit City Comic Con, which is held in Fort Wayne, Indiana, on Saturday, June eighteenth, and it's a comic convention held by our friends at InStock Trades and DCB Service. It's a one day convention with guests that include Sean McKeever, Mike Norton, Tim Seeley, Jason Howard, Katie Cook, Steve Bryant, Ian Brill, and I will be there promoting Geek Show Entertainment as well as my new webcomic that will be launching soon. Tickets are only $10, which you can buy on the website, summitcitycomiccon.com, or the day of the show. So uh, you guys should all come. It's going to be tons of fun. It's bigger than last year. Um, last year was uh, a very small show. Um, it's like 75 people. They're not. I mean like 75 like booths um, hmm. and like artists and things. This year it's like well over 100, so it's it's much bigger this year. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's just an awesome time to just hang out and talk. Um, like it's not busy enough that like, if you come by the, the geek show table, like I'm going to have time to hang out and chat. Like it's, yeah. it's not that kind of convention where I'm going to be like, Oh yeah. Hey, how's it going? And then move on and start talking to somebody else. It's just not that kind of con. It's not so going to be it's, like, it's not going to be that sort of thing, which will be like, Hey, yeah. Can you give me a sandwich? I'll be with you. If you get me a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Like go out and get a sandwich. I would yeah, like exactly. to say that happened to me at a convention, but it didn't. But I'm gonna <laughs> if I if I if I ever get a table at a convention, I will do that to someone. And if the if someone brings me back a sandwich, I will buy them dinner that night. So, <laughs> I don't know. I just Very think good. if I ever do a convention, I think I'd do that, and it would be awesome. Very good. Yeah. Very good. All right. So uh, yeah. So summitcitycomiccon dot com for the full list of guests. And uh, information on on uh, hotels and and all that all that jazz. Um, so yeah, if you're in the Midwest and you're not planning on coming to Summit City Comic Con, that is a mistake. Yeah, what's wrong that with you? Mistake. That's my question. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So uh, next week, uh, Good Man Goes to War, and then after that, we're back to Classic Who, which I am psyched for. I am so excited. <laughs> like you don't even know. I've been sitting here just like constantly thinking about the Curse of Peladon and how much I cannot wait for you to watch it. Um, and so, so if you if you're playing along at home, Curse of Peladon, it's out on it's out on DVD. Go check it out. Um, we're going to be reviewing that in two weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. And I look, I'm so excited for it. You don't even know, guys. Me too. Don't I'm ec- I'm excited for some more classic Who. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Pertwee, so, like one of my favorite Pertwee stories. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I love Pertwee. He's fun to he's fun his his episodes are fun to talk about. Oh yeah. And this one's yeah. this one's sexy. So it's cool. So you've said, so you've said. Oh, it's so sexy. <laughs> so uh our other show that you should listen to, Movie Night at Geek Show. Uh we had two episodes last week. Um we talked about uh it was like we're we're trying to make up for the lack of episodes in May and get get all of these episodes out. But last week we talked about three o'clock high and easy A. And this week we're going to be talking about um, the faculty and uh, oh, and uh, um, my pick for my first pick of June, which is uh, the Man from Earth. Unless um, I checked, it was your only pick of June. Don't try and don't try and weasel in more, please. Oh, did I say my first pick? <laughs> yeah, I meant I meant the first pick of June and my pick, <laughs> and they combined into one thing. <laughs> Um, that well, sitting here, just like, well, well, who gave you permission to do two picks in June? <laughs> what is <laughs> so, this? So anyway, so the Man from Earth, which is available on Netflix Instant, 
Um, and it's a uh, very character-centric sci-fi story, kind of kind, kind of Twilight Zoney. That's cool. Um, so I'll yeah. watch it. Sure, yeah. I'll watch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, oh, wait, so, yeah. I'm on the show. Darn, I have to watch it anyways. Bye yeah, bye. so we'll be talking about that um, this week. Can't wait for you guys to watch that and, and discuss it. And then, of course, the faculty, which is um, fun. We'll yeah. see. I'll, I'll try and find time to watch it between now and Wednesday when the world ends. Oh, is it ending again? No, just my deadline. This deadline I'm trying to make. Oh, right. It's gotcha. Wednesday. Okay. It's Wednesday well, night. So. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, so anyway, so that's this week on that. Uh, go to geekshowentertainment.com and post comments to this episode and other episodes and our audio blogs and our articles and all that good stuff. Um, we, we do discuss things with people often on mm-hmm. the site. So uh, if you leave comments, they will not be ignored. Um, I'm trying to get in the habit of responding to everyone that makes a comment on one of my podcasts or an article or audio blog I was a part of. Um, mm-hmm. So if you have something to say, that's a good place to get a response quickly and easily. Also, you can get a response from us uh, by uh, sending us an email at tdc at geekshow.us or following us on Twitter. I'm twitter.com slash Scott Corelli. And I'm Twitter squitter dot com. Uh, I'm I'm gonna register that. Um, I'm Twitter dot com slash gungadin. Uh, you can find me also on a blog that I do. It's classicalgallifrey.blogspot.com, dot uh, com, where I review classic stories. Uh, last week, <laughs> last week we did Underworld, and it was a nightmare. Uh, just the uh, worst story. I think and you have to there. watch it one more time in your life. At least one more time. Like barring, bar, it's one of those things where like you can't. As a Doctor Who fan, like I can't say I'm never going to watch this again because if I if I ever want like for one thing we're doing this podcast and I have to watch everything I've ever seen at least one more time. Um, but then also if I ever wanted to do like a I'm going to go through episode by episode one by one from the beginning, which I do want to do at some point, I have to watch it again and I'm gonna just kill something. Um, because I can't I can't handle, like I, I've I've said like I don't want to watch Time Lash again, but. God, I'm going to have to watch Time Lash again. I'm not looking forward to it. Um, <laughs> oh God, um, you don't even know, dude. Underworld. I can't. I'm. I'm excited for us to talk about it just because I cannot wait to hear you actually swear on the podcast. Um, so, <laughs> um, so, so, so. There's that. Uh, we dis- we s- discussed Underworld. Uh, there were some cool, I guess, picks and discussion where you get to hear me be angry uh cassandra is this week discussing a a story called the savages which actually is one of my favorite hartnell stories despite the fact that hartnell is not really in episode three um i I don't know man hartnell is just great the more i watch him the more i like him uh so she's discussing the savages which is the departure of companion steven um and i think that's the first time she gets to discuss a companion departure anyways that's where you can find me uh on the interwebs and yeah, I'm considering starting a new Twitter account uh, called GD Commentary. In fact, I'm so sure I'm going to do that that I'm going to go do it right after we record this so no one can steal it. Uh, GD Commentary, which I'm going to use to uh, to live tweet viewings and stuff. Like, like my have. Twitter account. Uh, it's, I'm not ripping it off, honestly. Scott Commentary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ripping it off. Scott Commentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Scott, Scott Commentary. Mine's going to be GD Commentary. So either Gungadin commentary or goddamn commentary. <laughs> <laughs> or Goldern or <laughs> perhaps if you're like a if you're like Yosemite Sam, it would be Goldern. <laughs> Maybe. Uh Gold Darn it. Um uh, 
gosh gold darn digger, it. Gold digger. Um, mm-hmm. cool. Gold digger commentary. <laughs> that's my, that that's my live tweeting. You could watch that movie. <laughs> I live tweet it. Gold diggers. <laughs> or it's my live tweet of like, it my, it's my live tweet account that I just have for every time I watch Antiques Roadshow. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that joke works, but I made it anyways. Um, yeah, where else can people find you on the internet, Scott? Uh, that's it. I said it all earlier. <laughs> that's, that's all you're available. That's it. No more. I, that's that's, gonna that's be my it. Way. I mean, you could Google my name, I guess. You might be able to find me somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mostly uh, mostly Geek Show Entertainment. Mostly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be, I will physically be at Summit City Comic Con. So yeah. you should, One of your should rare do that. appearances in person. Also, also, I will be attending Chicago Comic Con. Um, so you said, and it I'm... is it is undecided whether or not I will have a table for Geek Show there because I'm gonna I'm gonna see what pricing is like, um, mm-hmm. which I'm expecting to be astronomical since it's ran by Wizard, um, <laughs> and so I I doubt I will will have a table presence a booth presence at Chicago Comic Con, but I will be there personally. So if you're going to Chicago Comic Con. Um, let me know. They're going to have uh, a couple of people, uh, Gareth David Lloyd um, and Kai – what's his Owen. name? Kai Kai Owen. Kai, Kai Owen? Yeah. Um, yeah, from Torchwood. Uh, they're going to be there as well as uh, Buffy Fest, which consists of like a dozen actors from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, all yeah, having sold me. That's yeah, sold all me. on like a reunion panel and then um, an Evil Dead reunion panel as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm psyched about. See, I think you, you're thinking about buying a table. I think you should just bring a sun t- sun chair and umbrella and some sunglasses and just park outside the doors <laughs> and just sit there. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, but yeah, I'll definitely be attending, and that's uh, August 11th through the 14th in Chicago, obviously. Um, so yeah, you guys should look into that. Tickets are only like 50 bucks for the weekend. That's not bad. Which is not bad at all. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll definitely be attending that. Whether or not I will have a table, I will keep you guys updated on. But if you're in the Chicago area, go to Chicago Comic Con and we can hang out, go get drinks, what have you. Mm-hmm. You can buy Scott a sandwich. If you so desire, I will take the sandwich. I will take it. That's my rule, man. Unless it's poison. No, even if it's poisoned, I'll take it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Sandwich is a sandwich, bro. That's the that's the rules. Mm-hmm. If it's poison, I can just you know give it to the person in front of me in line, so I can get that much further to wherever I'm wanting to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to make some tasteless, you know, unprofessional joke about some famous person who I didn't even come up with, but I didn't. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Chicago Comic Con, Summit City Comic Con, those are happening. I'm looking into Mid Ohio Con. I'm going to be doing some conventions, a convention yeah, tour, if you will. Yeah. Um, so, we're, yeah, that's We're happening. thinking about Gallifrey One. If you want us to go to Gallifrey One, email the show. Convince us to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we might be going to Gallifrey One next year. I'm like not the two going. Of us. The two yeah, of exactly. Us. Both of us together. In the together. same place. Yeah. I, I, man, I, I really want to go to Chicago TARDIS so bad. Peter Davison's going to be there. I want to go so bad. But seriously, seriously, Thanksgiving weekend, really? <laughs> Who scheduled that? Honestly, Thanksgiving British weekend. People. That is British that people. is that is the worst scheduling. My God, that's awful. Um, I'm so mad. This convention mad. takes place on New Year's. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, it's Christmas. 
<laughs> Christmas con. Uh, yeah, it's just that is a bad idea. Bad idea. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. So there, there you go. That's that's. I'm going to be at definitely at Summit City. Definitely uh, going to be attending Chicago Comic Con and looking into Mid Ohio Con. Uh, and then let us know about Gallifrey One if you want us to be there. Because we'll I'm going to be go. in LA because I'm moving to LA in a couple months. But because and I think I'm pretty sure I'm going. Um, but how seriously, guys? How cool would it be if we did a live episode? I'm just saying, we will <laughs> do a live episode. If 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 you guys want it, we'll do it. I'll just throw it out there. Why not? How how could we how could we do a live episode? You know what? Who cares? We'll just bring people up to my hotel room. We'll we'll just like gather on my computer room. and just invite people. It's like hey, a block party, hey, but it's hey, 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 hey. We're recording a podcast in our hotel room. Do you want to come later? <laughs> that'll that'll go over really well. Or it's like or it's like a party, but instead of like instead of like loud music blaring and drinking and dark lights, it's just like us fluorescent lights around a computer and our voices magnified awfully. Mm-hmm. Talking about a John Pertwee episode. <laughs> <laughs> we pick something like Underworld just for the sake of it, so you can hear yeah. us be angry. Yeah, and it's like it's like a live tweet of it, so it's like playing behind us, like Mystery Science Theater style. <laughs> I would not be opposed to this at all. Um, <laughs> you know what, guys? You should write us and just let us know that you're writing to Gallifrey One demanding that this happen at us a panel. <laughs> I would love that. Honestly, do that and we'll do it. Well, like if, if <laughs> like it's it sounds like a joke, but you know what? It's so crazy. I'll do it. Yeah. Why not? Why it'd be, not? It'd be so fun. <laughs> so fun. Uh, all right. So anyway, now I'm guys, thinking about stories to do, and I'm just I'm just laughing. <laughs> I, all right. I think I think we stopped talking about uh, the almost people like half an hour ago. So we should. Yeah, it was pretty leave. bad. <laughs> All right, we guys. talk about the web planet. We would do the web planet. Oh my god, we would do the web planet. All That's right. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right. Is that a Pertwee <laughs> story? No, it's a Hartnell story. It's it's oh. not well received, but it's awesome. Okay. The web planet. <laughs> okay. Martin all right, Jarvis guys. is in it as a giant bug. It's great. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, awesome. Anyways, we've talked enough. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> oh, I'll see you guys later, man. Bye. <laughs>